0: Welcome to Winning is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. When I was a kid, I was fascinated with mythological tales and legends. Sometimes, when you hear them enough, you start to believe them. In part three of my conversation with Brian Harper, he's going to debunk some of the myths around strength training and provide some of his expertise on ways young athletes can get started let's get to it we as parents often mean well but when it comes to strength training there are a lot of myths that seem to stick like this one lifting weights will stunt my child's growth or this strength training is bad for my kids bones and muscles Or how about this one? Oh, my child's not interested in becoming a big bulky football player, so he doesn't need to get any stronger. Believe me, I have myself wrestled with some of this with my own son, who is now 14 years old. That's why I was excited to speak with Bryant Harper, a strength and conditioning coach at Texas AM for the football program, who has a bachelor's degree from Penn State in kinesiology movement science and a master's with a dual concentration in exercise science and health promotion and performance enhancement and injury prevention rehabilitation science from the California University of Pennsylvania. Wow, was that ever? A- a mouthful, but that's exactly why I think you'll enjoy hearing his perspective on strength training and your young athlete. Let's jump right in. Share with me a story that you're proud of, working with an athlete from one of those other sports where you were able to make a big impact on that athlete and help them to take their game to the next level.
1: Oh, yeah. So at the Naval Academy, we had a a soccer player, Matt Nosita. He was seven foot. He actually just got drafted in the MLS uh, this past year. But, you know, when I first got to start training him, he was it, it was difficult for him to get into certain positions. His speed, his running mechanics. We had to work on that a lot, so it was it was a definitely a challenge for me because you know those long levered guys they just move different. They can't move as well as other people, you know. And you have to find different methods and, and different ways to challenge them. And uh, you know just to see his maturation and the way he's able to run, jump, and accelerate, uh, decelerate now it's it's been a blessing for me. And just to know that I played a small part in that, you know, is very proud moment of my career.
0: You were able to work with a very, very respected program at the Naval Academy. And then what took you to Wake Forest?
1: So honestly, you know, the, the birth of my son played a huge role. His mom was living in North Carolina at the time. Um, you know, she was doing her thing with her career. Right around the same time that my son was born, you know, I was looking on Indy uh, just to see if there was anything open in North Carolina and a spot at Wake Forest opened, And it was kind of like, well, Usually, as a coach, you don't apply to a job and, and get the job. It's usually, you know, you get the job through networking and through connections. And so I said, you know what? Why not? So I applied for the job, and about a week later, I got a response. I was able to interview for the position, and uh, we actually have mutual connections. Um, you know, the, my boss there had great connections with my intern coordinator at Florida. So it kind of just worked out perfect for me.
0: Just very recently, Brian, you had a chance to go to Texas A&M, which is a powerhouse SEC football program. What is that opportunity like?
1: Man, it's honestly, it's better than I can even describe or anything that I could have imagined. You know, you get here and, you know, you get to be around some high-profile names. And, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing is it has allowed me to recognize that, you know, and, and kind of feel worthy because I'm around, these top prospects and these top coaches, legendary coaches in football. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a shock when I first got here to see some of these guys in person. It's like, man, I, I've i been watching these guys on TV since I was 10, 11 years old. But, you know, once you kind of get over the shock factor, you know, it, it's time to get to work. It, it's been great, man. It's been, a, I've hit the floor running. I've been able to make great connections with the players and the staff. So it, it's been a great
0: experience so far. Tapping into your expertise, what are some things you want parents to know about strength and conditioning as it relates to young middle school and high school age athletes?
1: The biggest thing I would say about strength and conditioning and exercise science for, you know, younger, the younger generation is that it can give you a head start on the competition. When you're able to develop physically and and it also has a mental aspect to it as well, you know, it brings about discipline, um, work ethic. You know, things of that nature. And, and I just think, you know, you have so much more confidence going into the season, so much more confidence in your abilities, and, and it'll allow them to
0: develop into better athletes for sure. And for young athletes, what would you tell them in terms of the importance of, of doing that? Because, you know, for some sports, you just play, right? I'm just going to play, I go to practice. Why should an athlete sort of integrate this, make that extra sacrifice to work on their physical conditioning?
1: You know, a lot of people, it doesn't have to be a rigid program, especially at that age, you know, two to three times a week. You know, if you're able to run fast, if you can jump high, if, if you can carry things, if you can lift things, if you can, you know, change, accelerate and decelerate, if you can do the basics really well and, and kind of fine tune those things, it'll carry over into your sport. So it's not always going in and squatting. It's not always going in and benching. Even on the weekend, if you just go to the field with some of your friends and general play, running, you know, trying to make people miss, you know, things of that nature play a huge difference as you in your athletic development.
0: Something that you see that's common around weight training or physical training that just makes you cringe. Like you want to let people know, hey, this th- this is not it. Trust me, this is not it. Whether it's a fad or whatever it is, Brian, what's what's something that you, as a coach, like you just want people to know, man, that this isn't the right thing.
1: And and this is something that I always see on like Instagram, Twitter. Okay. It's people training on unstable surfaces, whether it be a physio ball or a balance board. Or, or, you know, you see all these NFL guys catching objects, balancing on one foot. The biggest thing for me is that you don't play on unstable surfaces. So, why would you train on unstable surfaces? It, it can kind of get a little wacky because you'll get high school students who want to balance themselves on the physio ball and catch things. And they want to get on top of there and squat with a bar on their back because they've seen their favorite athlete do it. I, I think the basics will always trump the fads. I think training on stable surfaces is essential.
0: Brian, what's something that if I talk to some of the student athletes you've worked with, they'd tell me this is something that Coach Bryant really likes to instill?
1: Okay, yeah. The biggest thing for me is attention to detail and doing things the right way. And I think that that carries over into life, into academics. You know, having attention to detail, making sure we're doing things the right way, making sure we're doing them how we were taught to do. And, and, and then the other thing is I like to preach to my athletes is relationships. It's to, the ability to build relationships with your coaches, with your teammates, you know, because relationships are everything, especially in athletics. You know, sometimes it's all about who you know, not what you know. And, and you know, what you know can be a bonus, but you want to make sure you're making those connections and your and the ability to network and, and kind of always keeping your name clean. That way, when opportunities arise, people are thinking of you.
0: You're a young coach. You said you're a father. What's that big dream for you? Like, what, what's out there? Where do you want to be in, in 10, 15 years? I would love
1: to be a head strength and conditioning coach in the NFL one day. That's one of my primary goals. Um, NFL or at a top Division one program.
0: Well, you're already at a top Division one program.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm already there, you know, and, and I'm learning. From, from my boss now, who, who's been a great help, um, he shares a lot of knowledge, and so I'm thankful for him as well, uh, Brandon Sanders. But, I, you know, for me, I would like to run my own program one day. Got it. And I, I think I could be really successful at it.
0: What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? Yeah, the biggest message I have, you know,
1: parents is to not talk negative to their kids. I would like parents to think and talk in terms of health, affluence, achievement, and to give your child the stepping stones to be successful. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that your mindset as a parent is passed down to your child. You know, so they develop, Their mindset from the conversations and the interactions that they had with you, you know, and to allow them to make their own decisions because it's their life and they're the ones who have to live with it
0: at the end of the day. And what's one message you try to instill in kids who look up to you?
1: I'd have to go back to embracing adversity, man. And that's what my journey has been about, you know, embracing the tough times, embracing the challenges and growing from them because that will carry over in life. You know, it'll carry over as you become a parent, it'll carry over in your job. Embracing those things, seeing the good and the bad, and kind of excelling
0: from there. Well, Coach Bryant Harper, I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, man, it's been a
1: pleasure. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to join your podcast. I have a lot of respect for what you're doing on your platform, so thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.